We all want more freedom, and a lot of us work hard now in the hope we'll feel free later. What if there was another way? A way to feel happier, more free, and confident to get better results right now. Welcome to Your Freedom Unlimited, where we share practical stories and strategies to help you show up authentically, drop your fears, and take inspired action on what matters most to you. I'm your host, Jen Ramsey. As a coach with a love for metaphysics, science, spirituality, and strategies that get results, I'll help you step away from self-doubt and create a powerful new story for your life, business, or career. Join me. Fear, it's not something any of us want to talk about too much but it can stop us from doing the things that matter most to us. So this week I'd like to ask you, what is your relationship with fear? What if you could flip your relationship with fear on its head and use your fear as a valuable emotional guidepost, as a tool that could show you what was most important to you in your life? Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Your Freedom Unlimited with me, Jen Ramsey. I am so pleased you're here. In this week's episode, we're talking about a topic not too many people want to talk about, and that topic is fear. But this week, I want to share with you how to flip the switch on fear. Why is that? Because I really believe that anything that any of us really want is on the other side of our fear. Whether it's a new business, a job, a new relationship, or losing weight, whatever we're afraid of most, whatever is bringing up the most fear for us is actually the thing we are most keen to achieve. But somehow, our fear seems to stand in our way from achieving our highest goals and dreams. So why am I talking about this? Well, because I understand it's something that affects many people, the, the statistics on anxiety around the world are going through the roof, and because I've experienced high-functioning anxiety myself, and I know the effects of it on my life. So you could say I've got a fairly good relationship with fear now. Over the last 10 years, I've gone from not looking at all at fear at all and in fact really wanting to turn my back on it, to realizing that I did need to examine my relationship with fear. I did need to change how I was approaching fear so that I could then turn my whole life around. And that's what I've done. And so now as a mindset and empowerment coach and a mental health advocate, I believe the more we talk about these things, the easier it becomes for everyone. My experience has been that when I start talking about how I've experienced anxiety, it opens the floor for other people to speak about it and how it is affecting them. And it, when it's easier for us to talk about it, then it's easier for us to do something about it. The other reason I wanted to talk about dealing with fear today is because this is the 50th episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. It really is time for a celebration. This is a major milestone today as we celebrate the 50th episode of, a, of this podcast after I launched it in 2020. So what is this podcast all about if you're just joining me? Well, this podcast is all about helping you find the freedom and peace within yourself to do what matters most to you, be it in your business, in your life, or in your career. It really is about helping you fully step into your power, into really strong feelings of self-worth, and to help you find your voice. And for me, this podcast represents exactly that. It really does represent me dealing with a lot of my fears and finding my voice so that I could bring this podcast to you. You see, I'd thought about doing this podcast for many, many years, but I had been stuck by my fear. 
So I felt this was the perfect episode for us to unpack what fear is all about and what we can do to move beyond it. Because as I said earlier, I believe everything we do want is on the other side of our fear. And I really do believe that when we change our relationship with fear, we can actually live a much better life. When we learn to deal with our fear successfully, we can actually really change our lives. And I really believe that those people who are the most, I'm going to use air quotes here, most successful in life are those that have really learned to deal with their fears. And by this, I mean by looking at their fears, managing them and processing them and moving past their fear to do what is most important to them. So this is a pretty big topic. And so this episode is part one of a two part series on fear. So this week we're going to be talking about what fear is, and I'm going to give you six good reasons, many of them backed by science to change your relationship with fear. And next week I'll be sharing with you how you can do just that. How, what are the steps that you can do to change your relationship with fear? So before we get all into all of this, I thought it might be useful to really look at what fear is. And I went back to the Oxford Dictionary and I was really interested when I read the definition. The Oxford Dictionary says that fear is the bad feeling that you have when you are in danger, when something bad might happen or when a particular thing frightens you. So I thought it was interesting that the dictionary said that it was just a bad feeling. And I think if you've experienced fear or anxiety or even imposter syndrome or self-doubt, you'll know that there's probably a kaleidoscope of feelings that come with that. But I guess overall, we can definitely agree with the Oxford Dictionary that it is a bad feeling. And for some of us, it can be paralyzing. It can really stop us from moving forward to do what we want to do. So today, as part one, as part one of our um, series on this, I really wanted to share with you six reasons that you could consider changing your relationship with fear. So if this is something you've never thought about, I wanted to share with you these reasons because they certainly made a lot of sense to me and they helped me on my journey. And I found these things are also really good to know if you are dealing with anxiety, with fear, or maybe just imposter syndrome or a good old dose of self-doubt. Before I do this, I also want to acknowledge anyone listening today who may be experiencing anxiety. I'm not wanting to discount your experience. What I am wanting to share with you are some alternative ways of thinking about your fear and what has worked for me as someone who has experienced quite high functioning anxiety. I also want to be very clear that you should continue to work with your medical professional and continue with any medication that you may be taking. Today, I just want to share with you another perspective that may assist you and some things that really did help me on my journey. So let's have a look at those reasons right now. Why should we change our relationship with fear? Well, firstly, we just need to realize that fear is not that dark ogre in the corner of the room that we can't look at. We just need to realize that fear is actually a normal emotion on the full spectrum of emotions that is really designed to keep us safe. It becomes anxiety when it sort of gets a little bit out of control, when we can't manage it effectively. So why has it been designed to keep us safe? Well, fear has been programmed into our brains from our very primal beginnings. When we were on the savannah, we needed to be really careful that that saber-toothed tiger or the woolly mammoth wasn't going to come and eat us or our family or our tribe. So it's fairly logical that we would experience fear in our lives as, as it's so programmed into our brain now from those very early beginnings. And even today, the oldest part of our brain, the amygdala and the hippo, hypothalamus will activate when we are in a fearful situation. So missing a deadline or a meeting a new person to collaborate on a project may not be the same as the tiger on the savannah, 
but our brain can interpret those experiences as just the same, particularly if we've got a lot of ongoing stress in our lives. So this is just a part of how we're programmed. So the other part of this is that when we look at the neuroscience of the brain, and I am a bit geeky about this, I've done quite a bit of study in this area, we need to understand also that the brain operates very clearly from a negativity bias. And there are two aspects of what the brain does here that I want to cover with you. Firstly, our brain does something called value tagging. In value tagging, the brain gives every piece of information logical and emotional tags. And we're more likely to assign more value to things that we care about or value. And the research shows that strong emotional experiences can skew our value tagging to keep us safe. This value tagging system works alongside something called selective attention. So what happens with selective attention? It means, it's again, it's another filter system that we use because we're getting so much information in every day, the, our bodies can't physically focus on everything. So what our brain does is it chooses to selectively focus on things. And if we're wanting to keep ourselves safe, it means that we're continually noting things that could endanger us. So these two things together mean that it's a very inbuilt system that is alive and well today and very much designed to keep us safe. If you'd like to know more about selective attention, you can visit YouTube to look at Daniel Simmons' Monkey Business Illusion video. It's a very famous one, and I'm putting a, a link for that into the blog for the podcast today. So the second reason for us to consider changing our relationship with fear is to understand that our brain really wants us to stay in our comfort zone. It's much easier from a physiological perspective. So what's interesting here is that our brain is designed to conserve as much energy as possible. So why is this relevant in a discussion about fear? Well, what this means is, is that because our brain wants to conserve energy, we're more likely to stay inside of our comfort zone because if we don't, because when we're inside our comfort zone, we're not using the energy that we would expend compared to doing something outside our comfort zone. So when we want to step out of our comfort zone, whether it be to create a new project, start a new business, start a new relationship, maybe get fit or start a new job. These are all things that are very much energetically pushing us way out of our comfort zone. And they demand a lot more energy to take a many different actions than we would use and much more energy than we would usually use if we we're going about our normal pattern of life. So if you've sometimes wondered why you're not wanting to change your habits, even though you've got a very clear intention to do it, it's because your body and your brain is wanting to conserve energy. When I found that out, it made all of the difference. I thought, okay, there's something that I can work with here. I can work with this physiology and I can do something about it. And there's also a lot of research that shows that if we do the things that are out of our comfort zone in the morning when we're fresh, that's actually the best time to do it because that's when our willpower is strongest. So that's when we get to not play a trick on the brain, but when we get to use our brain and our energy to our best advantage. The third reason that we can change our relationship with fear is because we have it within our power to retrain our response to fear. And I see how I've done that in myself. But with this, I wanted to share with you a little story from James Nestor's recent book called, called Breath. And if you haven't had a chance to read it, I really encourage you to read it. It's just a fascinating, fascinating book on the history of breath and how it can actually help our health and our sleeping in so many different ways. But in breath, James Nestor shares the work of Dr. Justin Feinstein on carbon dioxide therapy. Carbon dioxide therapy. So Dr. Feinstein's looked at 
He's worked for many years with patients with panic and anxiety disorders. And what James Nestor explains in the book is that the actual value of carbon dioxide to our bodies and how carbon dioxide therapy can actually help us retrain our chemical receptors in our brain to reduce the impacts of anxiety and depression. It's really fascinating. So what happens is, is this therapy involves giving the subject a dose of carbon dioxide. Now, you, what that does is, is it actually induces fear because the subject perceives they can't breathe. But by being exposed to the therapy over a period of time, it actually shows the subject that they can cope. And after a few sessions, they're finding that subjects of the therapy actually can rewire their whole chemoreceptors in this space, and they're much better able to deal with fear. So I guess, again, what I'm saying here is that fear is a part of our physiology, but it is something that we can do something about. This is something that the experts are working on in this space. And I'll put, again, I'll put a link to that book and to Dr. Uh, Dr. Justin Feinstein's work into the blog so you can, you can connect with those as well. The fourth reason that I'd like to share with you in terms of changing your relationship with fear is to understand another physiological thing. And that is, is that fear and excitement are actually very similar. There's very little physiological difference between the two. So this means that if we choose to start telling ourselves a different story about something, we can then have a completely different experience of it. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm often talking about how to change your story. When you change your story, you change your life. And this is another example of that. So I guess to give you a quick example of what, how fear and, ex and excitement are similar, if you think for a moment about an intruder coming into your house, you would be extremely fearful. But if you were going to an amusement park and you were going into the haunted house um, experience, you might see that as something as fun and exciting to do. Personally, I wouldn't, but other people, I know many people do. So what I guess that shows here is that fear and excitement are just different sides of the same coin. They do use the same neural pathways. So we just, that mean, what that means is we've, we can choose how we can interpret what's going on around us. Another really good example of this is public speaking. About 78% of us do not like public speaking, but the other 22% actually love it. You see many people who love to speak on the stage. And what we're finding is, is that again, it's about people having the same experience, but a completely different interpretation of it. Those who love public speaking will generally say that they still do experience some form of nerves, but again, they read those nerves in a different way. They take those nerves in their stride and they see any butterflies that they're feeling as a performance preparation. Dame Judi Dench, who I absolutely love as, a, as an actor, she was once asked, did she ever experience nerves before a performance? And she said, of course, my dear, nerves are the battery of performance. So here in that quote, how she is actually reframing all of the nerves that she might be experiencing and seeing how they act and explaining how they actually power up her performance. She sees, the, sees them as the battery of her performance. So I love that change of, change of perspective on, on nerves. The fifth reason that I'd love to encourage you to change your relationship with fear is that Dealing with our fear is a great chance to grow personally. Um, and for me, it's been such a great chance to grow and expand as a person. And if you know me at all, you know that I love the opportunity to expand and grow. 
And if you're listening to this podcast right now, I think you do too. So what I found is, is that when I turned around and started to really look at my fear and started to, started to examine it for what it is, I've found that it's given me huge insights into who I am. It's really helped me understand my own limiting beliefs about myself. It's really helped me see what's blocking me and what I can do to change. And that's all because I turned around and started to think about and look at my fear rather than trying to run away from it. So it's, it's really been super powerful on my growth journey because if I'd not turned around and faced my fear, I would still be playing small right now and I certainly wouldn't be where I am today. So managing my fear has been one of my biggest strategies to play much bigger and have a much more fulfilling life. The final thing that I wanted to share with you is actually where I started this episode. The reason that I'd love you to consider changing your relationship with fear is that the thing we most often want is on the other side of it. Often I've noticed and I've heard it said so many times from clients and other friends is that the things that are most important to us, the new project, the new business, getting fit, a new relationship, those are the things that we often most want but we can often struggle in achieving. So for me, if it's something that I'd really like to achieve, then that means I need to deal with my fear. I need to, I need to understand what it is. I need to move past, I need to work out how to move past it and I need to really deal with it. And so for me, this is another very compelling reason to change my relationship with fear. So as ever on this podcast, it's now over to you. I'd love you to take on board these reasons for changing your relationship with fear. Please just take another listen or look at the blog. You'll see all of these things listed in the blog very easily. Just go to yourfreedomunlimited.com and you'll, you'll find this episode there. And let me know in the comments to the blog if any of these reasons resonate with you. Then I'd love you to join me on next week's episode where we're going to talk about the practical things you can do to really start overcoming your fears. It's completely doable. I've done it and I would love to share some of my perspective with you. I'll share with you my experiences and I'll also share with you what it was like for me to overcome my own fears about starting this podcast. This has been such a valuable experience for me in not only playing small and getting out of my comfort zone, but also expanding my horizons. The people that I've spoken to and met with in the last year have been amazing and have really expanded my world. And I'm hoping that they've expanded yours too. I'd love to encourage you to go back and listen to some of the great episodes that we've had. So until we speak again, I'd love you to really take great care. And I'm also just remembering too, I'd love to encourage you to go to YouTube. We've got a link in the blog to our YouTube channel where you can watch some of the podcast episodes, some of the videos with some of the great um, speakers that we've had on the podcast this year. So I'd love to encourage you to go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel and to start watching some of those episodes because there you get to see people on video speaking with me about the things that we that are just so fascinating. So I'd like to encourage you to do that as well. So until we speak again, I'd love you to take great care and I'm sending you lots of love and I'm looking forward to talking with you next week as we look at this second episode on overcoming fear. You can really flip the switch on fear. The choice is in your hands and it's something that you absolutely can do. So I'm looking forward to talking with you next week about this some more. Take great care and we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. If you like this show, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review Your Freedom Unlimited on your favorite podcast player. 
If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at jenramsey.com. Thanks for listening.